Christ is risen. Hallelujah. God bless you all for being here for worship with us this morning. Uh, once again, as you can see, Pastor Brian is not here. He and Jane do have their RV camper. Uh, don't know exactly where on the road because of all the snow that we've had, where they are located, but I know that they will be going to Texas at some point this week. Uh, so uh, please keep Pastor and Jane in your prayers. Um, we did mention last week that uh, there was uh, a death in our family, uh, and that is that of Mike Corby. Unfortunately, Thursday night we lost another member of our congregation, Officer Joe Simmons from the Reading RPD went home to be with the Lord and uh, have not spoken to the family personally. We don't have any idea about when a uh, service will probably be held, but uh, please keep uh, Joe's family, including Ann and uh, Cody, in your prayers. We begin in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The day of thanksgiving provides us with a special time to pause, reflect, and give thanks to God for his countless blessings in our lives. From our early years, we have likely all been told, now you count your blessings. Can you do that today? As you think about the ways the Lord has blessed you in both body and soul, can you ever count them all? No way. God's blessings are way too numerous. Nevertheless, as we name our blessings and number them, we pause at each one to say, Thank you, Lord. Even when we go through difficult and trying times, and especially when we go through difficult and trying times, it is vitally important for us to learn from the Word of God and echoing what is recorded in its sacred pages, and respond to the Lord in gratitude and worship. In today's epistle, we will see how Paul was taught by times of hardship how he could be content in these difficult times. Paul's awareness of God's ever-faithful provision led him to abound in thanksgiving. May we do the same today, abounding in thanksgiving to the God who will supply every need of yours and mine according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We start with our opening hymn, Come, Ye Thankful People, Come.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to listen to God's word, call upon him in thanksgiving and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ at his very own table. Let us first consider our unworthiness to be invited to the feast of our Savior and confess before him our sins of thought, word, and deed. Together, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we turn to our gracious Lord for his pardon and peace, seeking his grace and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. We sing together our song of praise forever.
Let us pray. Almighty God, your mercies are new every morning, and you graciously provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may acknowledge your goodness, give thanks for your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our Old Testament today is from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. The whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these forty years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. This is the word of the Lord. Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. And our epistle lesson, lesson is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 20. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you, had no, but you had no opportunity. 
Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble, and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me, giving and receiving, except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases your, to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. And our verse of the day is from Psalm chapter 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. And he said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one to whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than he should cause any one of these little ones to sin. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Will any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and recline at the table? Will he not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink, and afterwards you will eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, We are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, Have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, 
they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are there nine? Were not ten cleansed? And who was, was not one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or here, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. And he said to the disciples, The days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look there, or look here. Do not go out and follow them. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, Fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. So will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, let the one who is on the house step with his goods in the house not come down to take them away. And likewise, let the one who is in the field not turn back. Remember Lot's wife? Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will keep it. I tell you, in the night there will be two in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. There will be two women grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other one left. And they said, Where, Lord? He said to them, Where the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. This is the gospel of the Lord. Ask any small children to come forward if they so desire, and you may all be seated. Good morning. I know this is a ridiculous question, but have your parents ever asked you to say thanks for what you have been given? What kind of things are you reminded to say thanks for? 
toys. What was that? What's that? Oh, okay, stuffed animals. I didn't know the, the, the current term for those. What else do we say thanks for? For God and Jesus. We might as well say the Holy Spirit too because he's part of the wonderful Trinity. See, sometimes do we forget to say thanks on our own. Sometimes we're just so excited, for example, with a Christmas present that we've received that we want to open it up as soon as possible. And maybe if we're not, we're reminded we'll take a couple hours before we are ready to say thanks. Well, in the Bible, there's many times uh, where we're told to say thanks. And one of the places that I always love going to read about saying thanks is in the in the uh, uh, book of Psalms, verses one thirty six, and there is twenty nine verses, excuse me, twenty six verses here. I'm not going to read all of them, but you'll see there is a re- repeated sentence that we hear often and often, more often. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. We see kind of the same pattern over and over again. But do we always remember still when we hear those wonderful words and reminders from our parents, do we remember to always say thanks? Okay. Um, I'd like to share something else with you. Okay, just four more verses all about giving thanks. And we can never have too many verses about giving thanks. We heard this one already in our liturgy today. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Can you repeat that after me? Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully. To the rock of our salvation. salvation. Now from 1 Chronicles. Give thanks to the Lord. Lord. For he is good. good. For his steadfast love love endures forever. And the last one I'll share with you today is Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day... That the Lord has made. made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. it. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Father, 
We never go without those things that we need. Help us to remember to give thanks to you, to our parents, our brothers and sisters, our teachers, our pastor, and everyone else who helps us learn about your love for us. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy lasts forever. Amen. All right, you can go back. Thanks, guys. Today's sermon is based on Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8, and it's titled, Gratitude, Grit, or a Grouch. When it comes to life circumstances and what goes on each day, how do you respond? With gratitude, gnashing teeth? Or as a grouch? And is your response determined by your circumstances or by your character? We are not surprised when people are grateful when life goes right. We are sometimes surprised and a bit envious when life goes wrong and people respond with a grateful heart. I want to be able to respond to all of life with gratitude, not grit, no grouch, but a grateful heart to God. What I have observed in other people, and of course myself also, 
that in rare moments for myself is that the gratitude God gives changes my perspective about life. Today, let's look at three perspectives that Paul shares with us about the gift of gratitude that God gives. Perspective one, release the past by receiving and giving forgiveness. Paul says in Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Two days before Christmas in 1982, 18-year-old Ted Morris was killed by a drunk driver. Ted's parents, Elizabeth and Frank Morris, plunged into a deep pit of despair and anger. In her grief, Elizabeth fantasized about killing the drunk driver, Tommy. But eventually, Elizabeth realized that her anger was destroying her own life. And and she chose to forgive Tommy. The Morrises reached out to him, and it was through their friendship that Tommy became a Christian. Today, the Morrises, Tommy and his family, attend church together, and share a close friendship. Let's face it, in matters of forgiveness, there is always a prisoner, either the one needing forgiveness or the one withholding forgiveness. God's gift of gratitude leads us to remember the past by receiving and giving forgiveness. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness Everything coming together for good will come and give you peace. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displays everything at the center of your life with a peace that surpasses all understanding. We live with a grateful heart because we live with a God who gave his life that we we might have life. Jesus paid the price so that we might have peace and forgiveness. The gratitude God gives changes our perspective about life as we remember the past by receiving and giving forgiveness. Perspective two. Robert Schuller, who used to be the minister at the Crystal Cathedral in Southern California, Well, sometimes we Lutherans don't always agree with his theology, but he had a a significant event in his life that changed his perspective on forgiveness. Most of the time he went to a seminar, he was the featured speaker, but one time he was invited to do a talk in Korea at a place where his wife and he were attending. The day before he was supposed to speak, he received a phone call from Iowa that his daughter had been in a serious car accident and had been taken to the hospital and was in critical care. Immediately, he called the seminar host pastor and said he had to get back to the States and would be unable to speak. The host pastor said to him, You and your wife pack your suitcases and meet me at the airport. 
we will arrange transportation for you back to Iowa. Sure enough, Schuler and his wife met the host pastor at the airport where they joined in prayer. Before the Schulers boarded the flight home, the other pastor asked, Have you thanked God yet for this? Schuler thought, I thought to myself, how can I give thanks to God for this? Doesn't he know that my daughter may be dying? How can I thank God for this? Yet as the long flight wind winded its way back to the States, Schuler could not forget the question, Have you thanked God for this? Schuler headed to the restroom to cry out for his daughter. He started thinking, I thank you, Lord, my daughter is not alone, but that family has come along uh, down to her side to support her. I thank you, Lord, that my daughter is still alive. He continued to pray for his daughter with thanks. When they got to Iowa, Iowa, he discovered that his daughter had been hurt in the accident more severely than he anticipated and found out that one of her legs was amputated. Again, he found it difficult to give thanks, but not his daughter. She gave thanks for life and her family, Schuler says. He learned to take his scars and turn them to stars. From a prison cell, Paul declares in Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. But whenever he prayed that, he included always. Not sometimes or when we feel like it, but always. Gratitude comes as God changes our perspective in, experience, in experiencing the present by exercising joy. Paul also goes on to explain how that happens in Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Does such gratitude come easily to you? And each day between now and the end of the year, by writing down five gifts each day, some days it'll be easy. Others, it may seem impossible. Yet gratitude awakens awareness of God's presence and provision in life and leads to thanksgiving. The gratitude uh, God gives changes our perspective about life as we experience the present by exercising joy. Perspective three, seeing the future by pursuing hope. I don't know if any of you have read a book by the Reformed Christian theologian Lewis Smedes, who's well known for his research and his writings about forgiveness. He wrote one time, when the Bible say we ought to be grateful, it is not so much the ought of obligation as it is the ought of opportunity. When the primary motive of gratitude is obligation, it tends to choke our heart. With his gift of gratitude, 
God equips me and you to see the future by pursuing hope. An attitude of gratitude helps me and you to pursue hope because we realize that God is on our side and he holds our future in his hands. Paul calls for us to pursue hope in Philippians 4, 5. Let your reasonableness be made known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. When we give gratitude, it is because God has given us such gratitude already to us. I also give because of what God has first given me. Paul calls us to fill the well of our mind with God's great stuff. He says in Philippians 4, verse 8b, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. The gratitude God gives changes our perspective about life. To see, the, to see the future by pursuing hope. This is something I had never heard of before until Pastor shared this with me. In Africa, there is a fruit called the taste berry because it changes a person's taste so that everything eaten tastes sweet and pleasant. Sour fruit even if eaten several times after the taste berry becomes sweet and delicious. Gratitude to God is the taste berry of Christianity. Such a sweet taste of life all flows out from what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Through the taste berry of Jesus' death and resurrection, we remember the past by receiving and giving forgiveness, for it is the gift his blood has purchased. Through the taste berry of Jesus' death and resurrection, we experience the present by exercising joy, for it is perspective of who one has tasted death and received the gift of life eternal. Through the taste berry of Jesus' death and resurrection, We see the future by pursuing hope because we know that God is in control and he provides the ultimate victory. Through the taste berry of Jesus' death and resurrection, the gratitude God gives changes our perspective about life. Look at the cross. Go ahead, look at it. And tell me that God has ever been stingy to you. Look at the empty grave and tell me that God hasn't given you his all. Look at the birds and flowers of the field. And then look in your closet and your fridge and tell me that God hasn't taken care of you. You and I realize that God has been more than generous with us. We have every reason to be content and give gratitude to God. Therefore, with Paul, we can say that we can do all things through him who strengthens us. Amen.
Please rise. Grace, mercy, and peace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we celebrate God's gifts of body, soul, and spirit this Thanksgiving Sunday, as we regularly give him thanks, as we pray to him each day with faith and trust in Jesus, receive with great joy and comfort his peace and love. Know that as he has been gracious to you in the past, so he will continue to love and bless and keep you in the future. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us recite today the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and all things visible and invisible. Let us pray for all those who come before Jesus with songs of gratefulness and praise and for all people on earth that we may abound in thanksgiving this day and always. For all who worship you in spirit and in truth, for all members of this congregation and for all the baptized souls that belong to the body of Christ, for our unity in Christ Jesus and his words for our dedication to his mission to bring the good news to every corner of the world, and for all who gather at the Lord's table today, that hearts may abound in thanksgiving as we receive the foretaste of the heavenly feast to come. Hear our prayer. For our families and our friends, for our relatives and our neighbors, both those who share our table today and those who are miles away, for our houses and our homes, for our spouses and our children, 
for thanks, food and drink, for laughter and for tears, and for the memories of past times and the expectation of memories yet to be, that we may gather to celebrate this Thanksgiving day, we may lift our praises to our gracious creator and redeemer. Hear our prayer. For our nation, for its leaders, public servants, and those who wear its uniform to protect its people. For the land, the businesses, and the schools in our community, that they may be filled with God's goodness. And for hearts and minds, hands and mouths, that are ready to receive their daily bread with thanksgiving, that we may recognize every good gift that comes from our Father above. Hear our prayer. For the sick, the suffering, and the dying, for those who are hurting in heart, body, and mind, and relationship, for those who are hungry and tired, weary and alone, that they may know the healing presence of Jesus and return to him, fall at his feet and worship him, and for those who work to bring needed relief and the Lord's healing touch to all those for whom we pray, especially those who mourn the passing of Mike Corby. For family and friends of Barbara Freitas, as she prepares for cancer treatment of chemo and radiation. And for the family and friends of Joe Simmons as they are just still recovering from his recent passing. Hear our prayer. With hearts ever grateful and lives ever thankful, we offer these prayers before you, O Lord trusting that you will hear, answer, and bless us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places Give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, for the countless blessings that you so freely bestow on us and all creation. With grateful hearts, abounding in thanksgiving, we praise you, O Lord, for the sending of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died upon Calvary's cross to destroy the power of our sin and open for us the way to everlasting life. Now that he is risen from the dead and lives and reigns for all eternity, we lift our hearts before you in gr humble gratitude and never-ending praise. Therefore, with angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
Blessed are you, O Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us to do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers. Deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner also after supper he took the cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying take and drink. This is my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you do this you do it in remembrance of me. Let us join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Please be seated.
Please rise. We give thanks to you, Almighty Father, everlasting God, that you have freely given to us the blessing of your Son's body and blood as we go forth from your table to share in your many blessings in our own homes and on our own tables. Help us to abound in thanksgiving and love all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. We join together in singing, Great is Thy Faithfulness.
Please be seated. I don't know if I'm not very uh, easily using my fingers these days, but I was looking for the doxology, which we just sang, and I thought there was three verses to the doxology. When I looked in the hymnal, I didn't see it. If someone can point that out, I would appreciate it. We could maybe sing uh, the other two verses that I know used to be in there one way or the other. <laughs> All right. Um, are there any announcements for this morning, Miss Laura? I work around the Early Learning Center too much. I have um, three announcements. The first is that on Tuesday, the 29th of this month, at 7 o'clock, there's a wonderful movie called It's Christmas Again. And it's a one-time showing. And we're going to gather as friends um, to go together. We have purchased 20 tickets so far. And um, it's called A Christmas Again. I said that already. And thank you to William. He got these tickets. And so I will be standing in the narthex, and you can give me $10 a ticket, and I will give you your ticket, and it should be fun to gather as a family. Um, the next thing is the Christmas dinner, and the Early Learning Center Christmas program is Saturday, December 10th, 5 o'clock in the church for the Early Learning Center program, and 6 o'clock down in the gym for the dinner. And I guess I confused many people Yes, last time, last announcement. We're supplying all the food, meaning you and you and you and you, whoever comes. So the ham is being brought by you all, and um, along with the sides and the salads and the this and the that. So um, that was, I apologize for that confusion. There's going to be set up Friday the 9th, 8 o'clock in the morning for all you men and women who are buffed um, to put chairs and tables up, and then we'll decorate right after that. You can ask Vicki or me any questions you want to ask about all of this. And then the third thing is we're going to go Christmas caroling on Sunday the 18th of December right after Bible study. And so with that, we'll go visit the shut-ins, and we'll go visit a couple of um, care facilities, and it'll be fun. We've done this before, so if you have any questions, um, just ask me. And we'll do like a little bag lunch before we take off. We carpool. It's fun. We have smartphones now, so we know where we're going. <laughs> it was kind of challenging before smartphones. So that's all. All right, anybody else have an announcement? All right, something happened up here during communion, which I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but it, it does happen occasionally, and just want to know, let you know what the proper protocol is. When I was giving the wafer, the host, one of the wafers fell and hit the ground. What are you supposed to do? Right. Well, if you're the person who's uh, receiving the host, you are encouraged, but it's not mandatory, but you are encouraged that we eat the host. Why? 
because we have already communed. We have received the blessing of uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you don't want to eat it, that's your option also. But it may be easier for you to pick it up and give it to the person who is distributing the host. So just a little FYI about uh, proper Lutheran protocol. Anybody else have an announcement? All right. Um, We've heard different stories about exactly where the Cummins are today. Has anybody else received an update? Uh, Lois? Or... Right, and that's where their daughter lives and her husband. And oh, okay. And then they're heading down south to Texas. Yeah. So please continue to keep Pastor and Jane in your prayers. And uh, there's a rumor that some kind of an engagement is going to be announced at their get together with the families down there. So. Uh, So I know Pastor and Jane are quite excited about continuing that part of their their trip. So uh, we have Bible study this morning. Uh, William's leading it, so please join us for some carbohydrate fat snacks and uh, coffee, caffeine. So uh, we'll meet you over in the the, uh, fellowship hall, and thanks for being here this morning. And we look forward to talking more about God's word. Have a blessed day and a happy Thanksgiving.